sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing really well, man. <clears throat> Excuse me real quick. I'm doing really well. I am super psyched for this episode. Uh, we're having a great guest on. Someone that does the theme songs that we have are wonderful jingles. And someone who I can literally say I have known his entire life. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good buddy, Joshua Reynolds. How you doing, Josh? Good. How you guys doing? Good, man. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, longtime fan. I've uh, been listening since the beginning. And yeah, it's it's great stuff. So thanks for having nice. me on. Yeah. Have you learned lots of insight on Thomas that maybe you didn't know having listened to the podcast, would you say? Yeah, like all the family stuff is always really good. Um, just between you two. Like I don't really... I Like I vaguely have a map in my head of how your family works, but it's still like very opaque and interesting so every time you have like a guest on or like your siblings or cousins or whatever i'm like oh this is super cool like i didn't know tom had family and barry and uh i didn't even know you existed until the podcast happened so yeah fair enough so thomas said like in your intro you, you he's known you your whole life how did you guys like meet what's the story how are you guys connected uh so our mothers are best friends okay they met in lachine in Montreal, uh, which Tom likes to point out is literally translates to the China, um, which is pretty hilarious. It does. Uh, it translates to. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. I don't know why they would have named. Uh, is it a borough? Is is that what yeah, it is? It's, in Montreal? A, it's a It's a small part of Montreal. It's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a um, oh my god, municipality of Montreal. Municipal. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So basically. Uh, well, to give you even more backstory, my mom was born in Ireland and then she moved to Montreal when she was five years old. Okay. And then she started going to school. I don't know exactly when our mothers met, but uh, they met in that municipality and then they grew up together. Cool. Um, and then I think, did our moms move out west together? They did, yeah. yeah it wasn't okay. like at the same time. It was when well, your mom went first and then like my mom went and then but like yeah did your parents That's... know each other before that yeah they were together when they went out west okay cool hmm. so i guess i can't i don't can't remember the exact timeline i should really know this because i'm her son but um there was a bunch of stuff happening in montreal uh surrounding like separatism and basically like anti um english sentiment a bunch of other reasons and um for that reason, my mom moved out to Calgary. Okay. Um, and then uh, in Calgary, um, as we just said, Tom Tom's mom and dad moved out there. And um, that's where Tom was born. Yeah. And I was obviously born in Calgary as well. So my parents met there. Okay. Um, so that's how we basically know each other is through our moms. That's pretty cool that you guys have like a generational friendship in that sense, right? Where it transcended the original friendship to now you guys like growing up together and knowing each other and stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was great. Like I used to call Tom's mom, Auntie Shelly growing up and 
Like call we it spent, Mom, Auntie Carol. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We spent a ton. Of, yeah. Bas- basically, they're family. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, yeah, Thomas has mentioned that a couple times off and on, but it's nice to put like your face to the stories and stuff like that, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long and prosperous relationship. Nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> what uh, Thomas was saying before the podcast, before we started recording, that you have a lot of embarrassing stories about him. Care to share anything on the top of your head? <laughs> um, oh, man. There's a. Uh... Yeah, there's quite a few like basically um every time i would go and visit in montreal thomas and i would get like hammered together of course growing up and this was like obviously before we were 18 nice and um and you guys would always have a way to get booze i think like you had buddies with beards and shit like tom has right now um what's up and uh <laughs> we'd we'd go to a bunch of parties um one that I can think of off the top of my head, and this is not a slight at you at all, um, <laughs> but we're actually, I have a few good party stories for Montreal, but I just thought of another one. But uh, but the first one I can remember is we were like chilling in a backyard. Um, people were just hanging out and like drinking and whatever. And uh, Thomas sat down on a bench um, on like a picnic table and it literally broke in half. <laughs> it like he fell back and i just felt fucking terrible for tom because it's like you know like he's a bigger guy whatever but that's a bigger happens, yeah it was like literally the worst (laughs) to uh, be fair that picnic bench was on its last legs anyway yeah yeah it was like like, rotting from the rain and and stuff but you learned what's that i said anyone could have broken it that day yeah as you go through life as a big man or a big lady, you start to like test things a little, you know, you become like an inspector of furniture to ensure that <laughs> the structural integrity will hold. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of trial by fire, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and the actually, actually the second story that just popped in my head uh, of the Montreal days is um tom and it's obviously another thing that's not a slight at you but um he (laughs) he was going to he was going to the doctor for stuff and i think he was your your um blood pressure was high or something was high regular heartbeat so okay so So, checking my like blood pressure and like monitoring my heart for like 48 hours or something like that yeah so um so what happened was because uh, he was getting basically this irregular heartbeat or whatever. And the doctor wasn't sure if it was him being nervous at the doctor because, you know, like everybody gets nervous at the doctor or whatever. You don't yeah. want to hear bad news or whatever. Or if it was like something actually um, that he's looking into. So they gave him like uh, a remote heart monitor that he like literally carried around. And this was like, I don't know, 15 years ago, probably. No, yeah. pro- probably less than that like 12 years ago so so like i'm sure these things are smaller now but it's like it was pretty big and what does thomas decide to do like it was probably mostly because i was in town and he wanted to show me a good time or whatever but we go to a house party while while thomas is carrying around this heartbeat monitor and uh i just remember him like walking around drinking beer and shit and it's like dude i'm pretty sure this is the last thing you're supposed to be doing like a champion 
<laughs> when you have a heartbeat monitor attached to you. So Jesus. Wasn't dying and just living life as I usually was. You know, that's how you got to do it. I suppose it's going to give you the most accurate reading, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's a good point. No one said not to drink. (laughs) That's fair. If you don't get told, then it's on them, not on you. I feel it's a big deal. No one said not (laughs) to do these things. So when they say they usually make a point, Hey, don't do this like just chill like this is a big deal but no no one said no one in a white coat says you know what maybe not go out you know what i mean fair that's fair i've had those instances of parties where i have like issues where you have like an infected tooth or something like that and i always i would read the prescription bottle looking for that like beautiful thing that doesn't say you can't drink and then you can party (laughs) Yeah, I, I've been on the, the failure end of that side as well. Um, yeah. But, like, like there's a, been a bunch of times, like, going out with Josh has been a, a ton of fun. Like, he's, like, you, you have the embarrassing stuff. But there are times where, like, so you, we've all heard our wonderful theme song to the podcast. If you just tuned in, scroll back to the beginning, you'll hear his fucking beautiful lungs just caress us into the show. Um, but... There was a time where Josh came in for a conference, so he had to be like kind of on a good behavior, but it was like his last night. So I met him downtown. We hit up a few bars and then we went to Brutopia, which is like a nice like um, all the beers made in house. And um, we're having a few drinks and then like that, like an open mic night. And so Josh asked the guy if he can borrow his guitar and sing a few tunes. He did like two covers he did uh oh what was it you did a cover by the offspring right yeah and then you also covered uh what's the band that is like i can't remember the name of them oh mgmt yeah it's probably kids yeah you did kids and then you did an original one and i was just like like just watching them just like kind of like take the stage and just like he was getting like eyeballed by all these wonderful like downtown ladies just like look at this piece of meat just do his thing and like <laughs> oh it was just like there's always fun shit like i would always brag that like the most fun or the most like obviously probably the drunkest like he'll get is like with me because like there's no like there's no like nose around and like there were times where like i would get out of hand or something like that like i remember i took josh to a new year's party and I smoked like a ton of weed at this party and I'm like 18 and I am not good with like the weed. And I'm just like paranoid as fuck. And I'm just like, oh man, Shelly better not find out. I'm just fucking <laughs> like, Josh, just shh, don't tell Robert, his cousin who picked us up. Just like shh, keep it on the DL. There was like a lot of like, yeah, Thomas, like fucking relax, buddy. <laughs> Solid shenanigans sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was always like, bro time like we didn't really get in any trouble i don't think so it was it was usually always pretty it was nice because thomas had a lot of friends who had like sweet houses that we could have parties in and we didn't have to like drink in a field somewhere or something so that's nice yeah yeah Yeah. there was a it was a good time to have like you know like no we're gonna go to this place we're gonna go to this place and then like as you get older then we go to like all these different bars so like all like my home bars that like i've become like legend at or I know like the staff at, I have taken Josh to every single one of those ones. 
Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's cool that you guys like both have the Calgary Montreal connection. So you can do both, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, later in life and it was like, um, a pretty nice surprise. So, uh, my fiance did her PhD at the university of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tom's sister was, was Michelle already out there? I can't yeah. remember. When when we moved out there, it was really like, close around the same time. Brit and I, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so she, yeah. So Tom's sister was already out there, and I moved up there because my uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. Now she's my wife, but um, she was doing doing her PhD out there. And then uh, Tom one day was like, "Hey man, I'm coming to visit, and I think I'm gonna stay." And I was like, "Oh." hell yeah dude like this this is awesome because it was like it was pretty early on in my Edmonton uh friendship career where I was still trying to make friends and whatever so yeah um, that makes sense to my really good friends from um or well my godfather's daughter had already moved up there so we were like hanging out with her and her uh boyfriend at the time who she's now married to as well um we were hanging out with them a ton and then Tom came out and uh actually Tom already told that story on the podcast where I showed up to the airport and we were like wearing the exact same clothes. Which yeah, is, awesome. it was hilarious. <laughs> Both wearing black t-shirt jeans and a blue Jays hat. It was fucking adorable. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Um, and then, yeah. So then we, we, we started hanging out a ton in Edmonton and that was like, that was fantastic. Cause Tom would always be the guy who's like, you know, when people get busy and you don't really see people during the week and it's like, Hey, let's do like a, whatever couples dinner on Saturday and stuff. Yeah. But Tom would always be the guy who calls me at like, like 6 PM on a Wednesday. And he's like, Hey dude, let's go get wings. And that's nice uh, for sure. Like, like it sounds, or it was very, I think similar to uh, like you're in Kieran's relationship where yeah. um, you guys can kind of just like, it's more um, fluid, I guess. Yeah. More like in depth of a friendship in ways, not just like a weekend friend or something like that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool and, that you guys have had like that opportunity in the city like that, especially like growing up off and on together and then having that time in the same city to like strengthen the bond and keep it going is really a cool thing. Right. Yeah. It was just like another chapter. It was super cool. So Yeah. And then at one point we were living like a block from each other. Like, cool. I, I was like, just so lucky. So just be like, all right, man, uh, I want to do this tonight. Do you want to come? And then he'll be like, yeah, uh, meet at my place and we'll go. Or, all right, I'll meet you there because I'm just in the middle of something. And it was just, he was a block. It was, it was a perfect. Like, I could literally see his condo from my apartment. It was awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Nothing yeah. better than life than when you can take advantage of those opportunities and, like, have that time, right? Yeah, and you've been on White Ave. Just, we were in that area. So, like, wherever we wanted to go, it was just, like, accessible. Yeah, and, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was awesome. And then, like, at one point, I felt like our, like, uh, our apartment was, like, the friend's apartment where, like, people would just show up and then Tom was, like, one of those people. Oh, yeah. And we'd uh, go back to ours after the bar and, like, eat a bunch of food and then Tom would always fall asleep on our couch. (laughs) But See, but that happened before, like, so when I was living with Michelle, I would sleep on their couch all the time because, like, right, yeah, you're far away. But we made, like, we had this ongoing joke for, like, the longest time. It was, like, they, like... We bought, they bought this like pimp couch. Like it was an amazing couch. And like, so here, here you go, Tom. Here's like 
here's a place for you to sleep and it's going to be comfortable. But I lived a block away. So I just like, if I ever got tired, I just like walked home. <laughs> like, like Josh used to have this like crazy futon and you probably still have it, but it was just, if you went too much to one side, the futon <laughs> would flip on you and you didn't get up on the floor. Like you had to go to bed with a helmet and a fucking seatbelt. Like this was dangerous. That's funny. And so like, <laughs> and then you had this like old couch that, like was gone through like three generations of josh's family and like (laughs) like you're just like yeah sleep on this you're just like cool this survived world war ii but all right (laughs) so the best part was we had like a love seat so it was like this old lazy boy set that my mom gave like you know when you move out like this is basically me moving out for the first time yeah and uh and you get all like these hand-me-down furniture but you're like hell yeah like now i don't have to buy it um there was like a three seater and then a love seat and Tom would always fall asleep in the love seat. <laughs> so he's like this big guy, just like legs and head flopped over the sides of this love seat, but he would still sleep in it. And I was like, Oh man, we should give you the three seater. Like, this is crazy. That's funny. It's funny how like we can get away with that shit in our twenties. Now, if I fall asleep on my couch for like two hours, I wake up and I'm like, Oh fuck my neck. What's, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's so, uh... Yeah, it, it was like one of the best times of my life. Like every single time we would go out and like Josh was always like the best because whenever I wanted to go and check out a show and he wasn't familiar with the band, it was like, hey, man, like I got a second ticket to this. Do you want to go? And I would drag him to shit all the time. We saw like like comedy shows. And Josh and I saw Steve-O together. That was fucking dope. That's uh, awesome. We got to meet Steve-O during that. And then we got to uh, we saw the... We saw Our Lady Peace together with my I Mother Earth opening up. We nice. saw uh, we went to see TJ Miller twice together. Like there was a whole bunch of times where it was just like, and then like he had like when I first got there, they had an extra ticket to Bo Burnham, and like like Tom, do you want to come to Bo Burnham? I'm like fuck yeah! So like not even in Edmonton, like two hours, and I already have a big event to look forward to. Like it was amazing so awesome when you have a friendship where you include each other and that kind of stuff right yeah and like josh was always like he was like the guy that always like kind of watched me like he always knew when uh like something was afoot like i was like i was smitten with a girl from australia there that like i shouldn't have been smitten with and he was just like every single time something would happen he'd be like so what happened i'm like nothing he was like no no no. (laughs) i'm not stupid what happened and then i just (laughs) have to like all right here's the story and then we'd tell them all the story over like those uh what, what was the sandwich place we used to go to the, the uh, non-hoa yeah over these like amazing asian sandwiches and you just like all right tell the truth what happened yeah sean if you're ever on white uh go to non-hoa it's just like i want to say it's like uh just pull a 102 and and one oh yeah about 102 i think I feel like I've heard of it. It sounds very delicious. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and then, like, Josh, what was the time where we got the really spicy food? And I don't know why we went so spicy. Like, (laughs) Yeah, well, we were watching uh, uh, Kevin. Yeah, um, we were watching Tusk, right? Yeah, yeah, Tusk. And the other one where, uh, crap, I can't remember the name. Is it Red State? Yeah, Red State as well. Yeah. But uh, but but we were like reamed, of course, because like that's yeah. the 
way to watch those movies so then um we went to this thai place across the street and then she's like how hot do you want it it was like mild medium spicy and like welcome to thailand or something yeah (laughs) and then we're like uh maybe we should get hot and then we got hot and we got home and like um we were like super hungry so i was just like trying to eat as much as i could but it was so spicy that i was like dying so (laughs) we were like both crying and like oh it's so good but it's so hot watching like cheesy horror films and eating thai food that's way too spicy for us it was just ridiculous yeah there's nothing like the best friend moments like that you know what i mean like where you just ultimate bro time you know what i mean you never i always appreciate those moments with different friends i've had over the years where it's like it's perfect no matter how much distance is between you when you guys get to the same place at the same time you don't need to do anything extravagant to have a great time you know oh exactly well we went to uh like i remember because tom was working at the airport so we knew a bunch of people in leduc and like we went to a leduc like what was it was like some sort of parade oh yeah for uh remembrance day or something it was something i can't even remember what it was for (laughs) your buddy was in the parade because he was in the military yeah so that's why we went. I don't remember what the parade was for. I think it was like Leduc Day or some shit. Is that a <laughs> yeah. thing? But it was like the crappiest little, like, no offense to anybody from Leduc who listens Ours. to this, but it was, <laughs> it was like the saddest little parade. And like, they had like some guy in it. It was like a bathtub. You know what it was? It was, it was like the a... opening for the uh, rodeo. Uh, rodeo that happens. Okay. There. Yeah. That's what it was. That's funny. And uh, but yeah, there's this guy in like a bathtub. He like converted like a little go kart into like this bathtub thing, and it was like advertising Leduc plumbing or something, and it was great. Classic yeah. Leduc. Yeah, it, it was honestly it was a good time. Like the only thing I was let down is like like all the events started the next day. I thought we were just gonna like watch a parade and then like go see like some like rodeo clowns do their thing and no that was not the case at all it was just like no they would day one parade (laughs) see you tomorrow that's funny yeah that would be a little disappointing when you're into that kind of a situation (laughs) yeah but no we all had a good time and like we would go to like these random places like i told you before like my favorite bar was the uh the atlantic trapping gill and i would drag them there but we would just go there drink and play buck hunter uh, then we had a buddy that worked at a curling club for a little while and we would just go and drink there like i i don't know, like josh could tell you some stories of like me at like not my fucking finest <laughs> as yeah, he why, should be able to <laughs> why don't we go into that segue thomas so <laughs> so we always um we always joke about like tom's oompa loompa moment and it was uh basically my buddy worked at um at this place and uh this curling place and basically he would just work like a few shifts a week because it was when people went curling so it wasn't really um like an everyday thing but we would go hang out because it was like super like dirt cheap beer it was like yeah. i want to say like 11 dollar um cheaper. jugs and it was and cheaper like, than that yeah like three to four dollar like pints of beer and stuff and um and Tom one night, like, and we would get hammered there because it was so cheap because we would just drink all night. But uh, like while my buddy was working and uh, Tom decided to hook up with my buddy's manager who was like, she, her family like owns the place or something. I can't remember the exact relationship. But at first my buddy was like freaking out because he's like, Thomas, you cannot like piss off this girl, dude, because she's going to like fire me or something. That's like, awesome. Do this. And then um, 
but every time Tom would like hook up with her, he would just like see me the next day or whatever. And he'd be like, dude, I don't know why I did that. I don't like, this is, that was such a bad idea. To, to be but, fair, like, the, every single time I did, I was three sheets to the fucking wind. And, and like all the times that happened, like the first time it happened, we were in the same place, but every time it happened after that, she kind of just like found me in the streets of Edmonton. And then I ended up <laughs> in her place. Like, I swear to God, like one time I was just like, bomb and i stop at the the max because i was craving some like candy or something and there she was candy yeah i have a sweet tooth (laughs) that's why i was so like she like saw me there and like she like lived in the area so it was like it was convenient but i'm not sure if it was like too convenient that's funny and then like next thing i know i'm off to her place i'm like this is gonna be all right why not what you gonna do right yeah but then one time uh on halloween like we didn't do much we went to the curling club and i got obliterated like and then i'm just like it got to that point like i I do this thing where if i get too drunk and i'm walking distance from where i live i just fucking leave it's one of like the most annoying things i do to josh because he'll get on the horn and be like dude where'd you go i'm like i'm at home having a bath (laughs) so like i get i get drunk and then i'm fucking obliterated and i'm just walking down white ave and it's Halloween, and then I bump into her. She's dressed like an Oompa Loompa. And then she comes over to my place. And I took down an Oompa Loompa that day. That's pretty impressive. Not everyone can do that. Like Willy Wonka and Flap and Thomas. That's about it. Tom was like next level sheets to the wind though that night. Cause there's a point where I remember he um he's like pouring a pint from this jug. And then he turns to me and then he keeps pouring, but it's his glass is like to the side. So he's just pouring beer straight onto the table. <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, all right, dude, I never, think you should yeah. slow down. Yeah. Was, I, like, I don't even know what the occasion was. I was just like, fucking Halloween. And I am not dressed for it. Let's get fucking liquored up at a curling club. Those nights are fun. What great memory, right? Not everyone gets to slay an Oompa Loompa. So, yeah. Well, I'd like to state for the fact that she wasn't an actual Oompa Loompa. Like, she was normal height. She just <laughs> dressed like one that day. That would have been even more interestingly impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was quite the feature. And then, like, there's, like, there's the stories that you you have, and you just tell your friends, and like, so how was the rest? Well, um. After I left you guys, I had sex with an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Fucking what? Well, here's that. Like, and I would just go into it. Yeah. No, it's important to tell the whole story because things sometimes seem unbelievable until they happen. And then you're like, it. this is how my night went. Yeah. But it's not even like, again, it was just one of those nights where like, I didn't even like text her or anything. She just kind of found me on White Ave on my way home. And I went like, well let's go (laughs) what do you do exactly what do you do (laughs) you can't really say no in that situation you know you're not going to make the best decisions at that point either but it's like fuck it let's do Uh, it one thing i'm known for is my keen decision making here nice (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah but even then like you look back on it like i laugh at it now like that's how i have no problem telling the story now but like in that moment like i think the story also grew to something bigger like i remember meeting our buddy mark's cousin he was like 
you're the guy that fucked an Oompa Loompa? Like, again, she was a real person. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love that, that people carry that kind of stuff on, right? Because it's your reputation, you know? Oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I don't, like, uh, we're going to have listeners that I don't think I've actually told this story in Montreal. There's, like, there's a series of people that do not know that this story exists. And That's amazing. we're going to go with some fucking homeboy who fucked an Oompa Loompa once. There he goes. <laughs> I imagine you'll get some colorful texts with pictures included on, in the coming days. <laughs> oh, fuck, I hope so. <laughs> That's wicked. Yeah. It's nice when you have stories like that. So, Josh, I want to ask you, like, obviously you're a musician. You wrote our songs, like the theme songs and everything. Have you always been into the music? Like, where did you start? What do you do with your music? Like, what do you play? I know you sing and play guitar. What else? Yeah, um, I probably started, I think I got my first guitar in like grade seven. And then basically I've just been playing uh, since then. Um, like before that, I played a little bit of trumpet and stuff, but I really was not into school band at all. It was not my thing. Yeah, all. fair enough. And uh, trumpets are like extremely hard to play too. So I was just like not interested and whatever. Um but yeah, I got like this cheap Yamaha electric guitar out for some special occasion. My mom got it for me. And then I started doing lessons then. Um, and then it was like a little bit later on. I want to say like after a few years, I kind of taught myself how to sing. Okay. Um, I think like I've never really been classically trained or probably properly trained to sing. Um, me neither. So it's pretty much all by ear. Uh, which has been kind of interesting. I should probably get professional help to get better um, because I was like basically going to say that I played in a bunch of bands in high school, um, like had two high school bands. And then once I got into college, I was playing in the same band and, they, and I was getting super busy with college. And then um, they wanted to take the band a different direction. So I left that band. Um and kind of focused on studies and getting a career and all that stuff. So I'd say I've, I've been playing for like 17 years, but I probably haven't gotten better in like, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like really good back then or well, like however you quantify good at playing music. But I think the one thing that I've gotten better at is like production value and recording and stuff like that, which is what I've been doing a lot of recently, which is, pretty fun because you can kind of have an end product to to what you're working on yeah that's really neat i've always been interested in music myself too i'm just not very talented i tried to learn the guitar and i'm waiting for like the matrix download where we can just put information in our brain if that comes in the next few years i'm super into it i'd love to know but i can't put the time in <laughs> yeah it's like anything it's like learning a language or like i it's like super hard to do when you're older because when you're yeah. younger like you just have all the time in the world to do whatever the hell you want for sure. And I was fortunate enough to get lessons, which I think gets you over that initial hump. Um, and my, and my instructor was like super cool. He, he showed me like, you can't see it, but I'm wearing like a tool, a tool band t-shirt right now. Yeah. And he like introduced me to tool and he, he showed me like, he like opened up my eyes to all this crazy music that I still listen to. That's today. cool. Um, but yeah. And then uh, actually when I went to Edmonton, uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, Mark and uh, Tom mentioned too, he 
he really want to keep playing music. His whole, whole family is like super talented. Like he has cousins who are like um, signed artists and like his brother is like ridiculously talented too. He has, he has like albums as well. Cool. Uh, he went out, he went out to Toronto for a while. Uh, his brother went out to Toronto for a while to like try and uh, do a music career. I think he's still doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, he wanted to, to start a band. So then we started Kevin and the McAllisters with, uh, Mark's cousin Kevin uh, right. and uh, our friend Brian who's a statistician in in Edmonton uh, he's a professor at McEwen and he was our he's our drummer cool. um, and we started playing in Kevin's basement and then once obviously once COVID hit we kind of um, the band started taking kind of a back seat because Mark had a kid and uh, who's our actually our goddaughter um, and then uh yeah, everything kind of took a back seat after that. And Kevin's wife came home from, um, she was away at school and they got married and stuff. So life kind of got in the way, but Mark and I have still been trying to produce music. So that's pretty much what's on our SoundCloud and the intro and yeah, the, uh, the email thing that we kicked over to you guys recently. So that's basically. It's all the- great work. Like I appreciate good music. You know what I mean? I've listened to some of your other stuff too, and it's, it's good tunes, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it it's uh it's definitely a good hobby yeah obviously when you're in high school and stuff you're like i'm gonna be famous like blah blah (laughs) blah. but like it's like 0.001 percent chance that you're actually gonna go anywhere with it and it's kind of what you put into it so it's a cool like art form to be able to share with people though too you know like thomas was saying about you playing open mics and stuff like that it's such a cool thing when you know someone like can observe someone doing that in person it's just impressive to be like wow like like Tom said, having everyone Googling over you afterwards, because it's just not everybody has that in them to be able to go up and perform, right? Yeah. And in, in like high school, it was friggin' awesome too, because you could just, like you'd go into a bar and uh, like we we got a bunch of bar shows when we were, when we were in, in high school, or well, coming, basically coming out of high school and in college. And like you basically got wasted because everybody just kept giving you free drinks all night. And then um, at the end of the night, you got like, 200 bucks or whatever which isn't very much money but it's like sweet though yeah it's still better than nothing and then we would usually just go out and spend that (laughs) the same night or whatever that's funny probably a lot of great memories though and drinking nights paid for right yeah yeah it was awesome yeah what josh was talking about when he goes to production value like the mic i have like it was like me like i was doing research but like i i wouldn't like i would send him like I'm thinking about buying this. Like, do you have any insights? Like, what do you think I should be getting? Like all of that stuff. And like another thing, like this podcast is a lot of like, there has been a lot of years of Josh going, why haven't you started this yet? Go fucking go to your room. Think of what you've done. Why aren't you (laughs) podcasting yet? Get out of here. Like there's like, he's been super encouraging. The fact that he listens and like, uh, I think his whole family has listened to, like, a few episodes here and there. So, sorry for all the swearing, Auntie Carol. But, um, <laughs> but it, like, it's just been super supportive and, like, a wonderful thing. Like, the mic I have, it was, like, I did research, but I also, like, I wouldn't buy a thing that wasn't, like, Josh approved. That makes sense, yeah. 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 And, it's uh, uh... It's awesome. I'm really glad you guys started it. Cause it's like, I don't know, like literally growing up, Tom's always been I don't, like perfect for radio, like his interests, his personality, his literally face. everything is perfect. 
<laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, that makes um, sense. Yeah, it was, it was it was always like a dream job for me. But like I don't know, like I love that we do this. This is it's always like it's what I look forward to do whenever we do get to do it. And just like when when we don't, I get fucking antsy. I'm like I haven't podcasted with Sean in a fucking minute. I uh, I need my fix. Yeah, like, for sure. It's funny how it's evolved. Like you know, I had aspirations of doing this as well for a while, and just never really took the leap. And then when we got in contact about it, it was like fuck yeah let's do it worst case scenario we get to know each other better and see what happens you know but now yeah. it's evolving like we're we just hit 300 followers like thomas has said and it's interesting you know we'll see where it goes see where it grows yeah and then you, and you never know who's like want to pick up the podcast like now that i live in new brunswick all these new people like you got like they'll ask me like what you do for fun or like like your standard question to get to know you and i always go like well i do this with my cousin we have like an instagram and stuff you want to check it out and then people are like oh my god like you actually have like a decent little podcast some people complain that it's like too long but whatever i think it's like the right amount of length for sure most people like the length it gives them opportunities to listen in and listen out because as you've probably noticed josh we ramble on about like marvel and star trek and if you're not into those things then it's like oh my god like switch fucking subjects guys Yeah. yeah it's a i think it's a good mix because i don't know you have like very niche podcasts which are like we're only going to talk about this and then um like i'm not a huge marvel fan or a huge star trek fan so whenever you guys go into stories about your families your upbringing or whatever i think those are probably more engaging for me but for other people who are into those things it's probably like yeah you know what i mean so for sure i think it's good accessibility and uh good interest for kind of everybody like Britt Brit and i literally listen to uh your pod like her parents live about an hour and a half away from where we're at now and um and we just put on the podcast whenever we go there or like whenever we're driving anywhere where we're stuck in traffic or whatever it just makes a good uh good way to pass the time so yeah that's and cool when, you know when a when a friend starts something and you're like oh man i hope this doesn't suck because i want to support it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah with you guys it's super easy so oh that's nice thanks for saying that that's appreciate appreciated for sure it's it's an evolution like i think we've leaned on the marvel stuff and the star trek to get to know each other because it was an easy like thing for us to talk about in the early beginnings but as it evolves like there's you know we used to have our little challenges that we did for each other and we've dropped that now and we just kind of like go with the flow now there's most times we start the episode like you watch that show no i didn't watch it okay let's just shoot the shit then and we'll just talk you know it's fun to see where the where it takes us sometimes right yeah for sure even then like it's just how you can connect with somebody like like there's always going to be content for us to create because there's so much still that i don't know about sean and vice versa like like he learned today that I slept with an Oompa Loompa. That's going to be eye opening, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be dangled over my head for the ongoing coming episodes. I thought um, about it, but it's like you also opened up, so I don't want to like <laughs> abuse you for opening up to me. Like, you know, the big thing to admit, like, yeah. I got with an Oompa Loompa. Like, not everyone can. I don't want to ruin the trust circle. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's just it, like it's fun like that, and like what I really like, uh, like Josh mentioned, his wife Brittany, like their story is one of the most intriguing things that have like, like it's like 
it's one of those things i'm gonna get soft here for a minute here it like it kind of like proves to me that love exists because it it's those fate moments so josh will probably tell the story better than i do but she grew up in saint catherine ontario josh grew up in calgary alberta they met on a random school event thing that they did in australia and then the, like the rest is history but to, like josh can go into this better than i can yeah sure um so i went out there i went to sate in alberta for it stuff uh, which is the southern alberta institute of technology for people who don't know what that is um <clears throat> basically it's a college in calgary and uh they had a really good transfer program to australia so after i did a, a two-year diploma um my parents still wanted me to get like an actual bachelor degree and stuff so then i transferred out there and then um brit was doing uh, a co-op program for her biotechnology degree um also bachelor degree um and that basically brought her to the same school in Australia. And because of that, we were both staying in kind of, they basically have like a standardized residence that's walking distance from the university. So um, we ended up actually being roommates in our co-ed um, like five person apartment on uh, residence. And uh, yeah, I just like, we were hanging out one day. So I, I went over there with one of my best friends, Sanj, and who I actually met um, also at Sate. <clears throat> and um, we were just hanging out in the kitchen one day with our buddy, Tim, who's from New York. And he was just there by chance. Like he was just by chance our roommate as well. And then this hot girl from Ontario walks in and I was like, guys, we have like a hot roommate, like blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and, um, and it was pretty cool. Cause she was, she had some family in Australia cause her cousin ended up moving out there uh, when she met a guy um, from Brisbane. And so she was helping Brit get settled and whatever. So, um, but yeah, like long story short, we kind of just started talking, talk for hours, like, uh, every night we'd go out together or whatever. And then we broke all the rules, um, <clears throat> where you're not supposed to hook up with your roommate. And then we, uh, made out one night and kind of the rest is history after that. But, cool. um, but yeah, and then we, so Brit's co-op program ended she moved back to Ontario. Um, and then she finished her bachelor degree there. She did an honors, uh, like an honors tack on to her biotech degree. Then I moved back to basically we were apart for six months while I was still in Australia. <clears throat> and then, uh, she got a job in Toronto and then, I got a job in Calgary. So then we were basically, we basically did like long distance for like two years, which was like wow. insane. Uh, fortunately, my sister Jess at the time had worked for WestJet. So they were able to get us, or she was able to get us flight benefits, which like basically saved our asses. Cause like flying to Toronto from Calgary is like, like 800 bucks. Yeah. That gets pricey. Yeah. They can just rack it up to Toronto because they know all the business people are going to buy the tickets anyways. Mm -hmm. um and then but luckily jess was able to get it for for us for like like a hundred bucks i want to say it was like it was amazing but uh yeah we did that for a bit and then um brit's like hey like i found this really good um professor in edmonton that i'm thinking of doing my master's with um like would you be willing to move up there and 
I used to work in, um, for a software company in Calgary. And I basically went to my boss and I was like, Hey, like, could I move to Edmonton potentially, uh, like, and just work remotely. And, um, and this was like before working remotely was, was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, or mandatory. Yeah. Or mandatory. Yeah. Um, so then for a little while, I, th- I want to say like a, like maybe like eight months or something. Um, I was driving back and forth to Calgary and just staying with my parents. Um, whenever I would come back to Calgary, which sucked because highway two sucks as you probably, yeah, know. that's brutal. Um, there was one point where I, um, almost trashed my civic off of highway two. Cause I hit freezing rain and I was going like a buck 30 in the, in the fast lane at like six 30 in the morning, trying to get to Calgary for like mother's day or something. Um, so that sucked and scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Of um, course. but, uh, yeah. And then after a while I moved into a role that I could do fully remote so then i got uh basically to move up to edmonton with brit so um got married last may um and yeah now we moved out east so that's where at where we're at now we're about uh, out east uh we're in toronto oh nice that's cool so quite um, the story like you guys must have a really dynamic and strong relationship to like have done the long distance thing and then traverse like australia to canada and like it you guys have probably seen a lot of sides of each other through all that right yeah and we like travel together like we went we've gone to europe together a couple of times and done some big ass like we went trip went all over south america together um my dad's from there as well so we we did we made like a big trip out of it going to cool like basically show her to my family down there um um yeah so we i think we have a strong relationship because of all the bullshit we've been through makes sense yeah that's neat for anyone listening don't never do long distance (laughs) (laughs) this is is a success story that doesn't necessarily prove the rule yeah it's tough yeah it would be tough for sure um so leading in from that story what do you see tom's future wife looking like and what what kind of woman do we need to find for tom to rein him in well fuck that's a weird question we were talking about women on facetime last night um i don't know man it's kind of i think they need to be like thomas in certain ways like (laughs) laid laid back nonchalant uh like taking it easy kind of person but maybe maybe thomas needs the opposite maybe he needs somebody to like provide structure to his life rather than him just being a fucking nomad and moving all over canada (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh no, it's a fun, can, it's a fun question. I thought I'd ask what your like perspective would be on that. No, Tom is a huge heart, so I I think he, anybody would be super lucky who ends up with him. But for sure, I can't really. You hear that, ladies? Really... Super lucky to have me. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, yeah, it's I don't know. Like it's it's kind of like you don't you know you meet someone and then their wife is like the complete opposite of them. For so. sure. I feel like it's kind of hard to like put a person in a bucket that would be like completely suitable for someone, but yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, who saw the Oompa Loompa coming, right? (laughs) No one did. If you put him in a bucket, he might've missed that shit. So just say it. I'm pretty sure I've walked past the one a hundred times already. Pretty sure. Possible. (laughs) Now it's funny with life and stuff like that to find your mate. You don't, know when where how what why but it just unfolds 
Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There's a lot of trial and error and a lot more of error. Like I remember, like I was dating like someone that I can now say that it was like not ever like it was a good lesson learning thing of what not to look for in a person. And I remember like I would always confide in Josh and Brittany. They're sort of, sort of like, yeah, so we're talking about moving in together. And I guess that means I have to fucking marry her. I, I like, <laughs> like, like, and then like Josh goes, "Hold on a second. This sounds like a nightmare to you." I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, like, and just like, like, like the wheel started fucking churning from there. Like there was a lot of like, like those moments of just, I don't know what I got myself into here. <laughs> just but that was yeah. the best. The best thing is when like Tom is kind of like a hyperbole often so her he'll be like like just because you move into some or move in with someone doesn't mean you have to marry them but like we're i think we were like out and he started saying this to me i'm like dude that doesn't make any sense <laughs> like you could move in with someone like i know it's a giant pain in the ass because like imagine you want to break up with them and then you have to like move somewhere but um but yeah it was pretty funny yeah it was just like one of those like things that like hit me like a ton of bricks but like like the more but it was also like as we got closer to this thing and like all of a sudden like one day i come and i'm hanging out with her and her friends and we got a lot closer to moving into each other than i was comfortable with and she's just like yeah so maybe you can get out of your lease and like we can find a place like here and it's gonna cost this much a month i'm like hold on like i gotta break my lease so i'm gonna lose money here and then we're gonna move into a place here which is more expensive than what i'm playing here thank god for the bros who keep us in check and have the like relationship with us to be able to say hey uh you think this is a good idea friend (laughs) oh it was it wasn't even like like when i broke up with her like it wasn't even like a conversation i had with josh it was just like like there was just like that it was like that like eye-opening moment of just like i don't want to fucking do this at all like (laughs) I, I would rather stick my nuts in a deep fryer at this point. This is going to be fucking terrible. That's tough when you find yourself in that situation. Like, well, you just like, it was that. It was just like, because like the next step is like when you move in with someone, like it is really hard to not live with them. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. When you sign of like a legal document saying like, I'm going to live with this person for at least a year. It is so hard. Like from what I understand, it is very hard to get out of. And also like, I didn't even know how you got out of it. Like, I don't, it didn't make sense. And like, do, do I have enough money to escape if I have to? Like, like, <laughs> like it just like it was a, like that trapping feeling, and it was just like, nah, man. Just was, and then it just got to that. It got to a real point where I just went like, I don't want to do any of this. No, thank you. I'll get the bill, please. Um, have a good life. Thank God you have the ability to dodge that kind of a bullet because a lot of people are sitting in that apartment right now in the world. (laughs) And that, but but if I'm being honest, like that's my nightmare. My nightmare is being too comfortable to realize that that person's wrong for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. That is a hundred percent my nightmare. Being with the wrong person is like my biggest fucking nightmare. Or settling. Yeah, so like you see it all the time. Like I've seen like the countless friends of mine that I've seen get married, and whether or not their partner. And those of you that are friends of mine that listen to the podcast, please don't read into this. It's probably not you. 
but it's um but like you see them and you see the partner they're with and you're just like and you see their dynamic and it's just kind of like and that's that's what you're gonna go with forever yeah i know what you mean i've seen that before too (laughs) yeah and like like that is that 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 you signed on for like this dynamic this like whether like they're a little bit rude to you in front of your friends for no reason or they're you know they're 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 not part of the like they choose to exclude themselves from like I don't know man like there's just like you see all these red flags but maybe it's just a personal perspective of my own maybe they're just my own red flag so like yeah also that so I don't know that's gonna be like every flavor for every different person sometimes but I know what you mean when clearly you're you see a situation like why why it's one of those things when you're like when you're actually behind on the pack you get to be an audience to all these successful but also unsuccessful relationships that are still are are they considered successful because they're continuing even though deep down you're like that that's not how it should be for sure yeah well it's like you shouldn't say you're behind the pack you're just taking a different path right yeah i hate the like levels of societal success that we've established for ourselves where like unless you're married have kids and have a house like then your life is terrible. Or I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't like that societal norm bullshit either, where it tells you how you have to be and when you have to be it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it is like it is like like you know I I have like a grandfather that if I'm single he naturally assumes it's because I'm gay now. <laughs> and just no, it's not how it works. Just sometimes women don't want to sleep with me right now, or. I'm just haven't found someone I want to invest time into. He goes, are you sure? Because I know these days there's some funny stuff going on. No, Papa, I'm not gay. <laughs> Man, you should tell them what's been going on in your new town. <laughs> and seen a bunch of girls. Yeah. Heard a little bit of stories, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I went on the Tinder. I met some lovely ladies that have been kind enough to spend some quality time with me. But, like, again. Like, That's hot. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know it, it is what it is everything's like trial by fire like 100 percent. you know you hang out a few times and you see if there's any connection we also live in like a society of like if i don't message you first are you never going to message me again which is also like weird because like sometimes i get busy and forget like it's just like oh the next thing i know it's like been five days and i was like i haven't heard from this person in five days i guess like they don't give a shit about me and i guess i because i'm realizing i haven't message them in five days i guess i don't give a shit i guess like we're cool to just not talk again cool i guess like two boats passing at night i don't know how it like you want to do right by people but also you don't want to be a dick yeah no so i think there's a lot of dynamics that i don't even understand in the current dating scene like if i was single in some way it would be like terrifying because everybody talks to me about it it seems like insane like just ghosting and yeah like people i don't know matching everybody on tinder and then uh they'll like only answer to the profiles that send them a message and like there's all this crazy shit that i just like layers to it yeah go insane oh yeah and if they don't like how you like answer on tinder or like your greeting like you can't just be like sup but no. women are all like, hi. But like, I have to be clever on my fucking introduction. I have to be like, well, well, well. 
look what we have here. Congratulations. <laughs> You've come across me. And now you either go, A, this guy's funny, or B, this guy's arrogant as fuck. And there's like, you <laughs> got to toe that magic line of just, hopefully he's charming. What's scary, too, like in the world that we're living in, is like you meet a girl, you guys are out at the bar, you're having some drinks, you guys head home and they're like, okay, I'll need you to sign here, initial here. Um, I've printed these three documents. You'll need to sign here. This is your consent form. This is your, uh, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa I, I, I just so wrap up. I'm going home now. I don't, <laughs> that's scary too. You know what I mean? It's not just formal like that anymore. Sean, what goes on at your house? No, this is <laughs> if I was dating nowadays. There's forms to sign, isn't there? Like consensual fucking forms to make sure everything is cool. You don't just meet a girl drink at the bar and then take them home anymore it doesn't work that way now you like what if it does and then i don't know it's scary it's a fucking scary world i'm glad i'm not single yeah i guess uh i've i've never had to get forms i i just get you know see i, I don't even it. know these things i, I use verbal confirmation and i talk to people <laughs> and i'd be like hey so i'm into this Are you into this that's cool like i have a place when i go check it out oh let's and then like you play coy but everyone knows what's going on like i don't know of course the dance <laughs> yeah but it is what it is like i don't know like i have fun being single and it's cool that like there are a lot of perks like i'm very okay with just being like i want to do this today and i just go and do that like it's like it's really fun or like i live in here like now that i live in new brunswick there's gonna be a day where i'm gonna like i want to go check out a waterfall and i just go and see the waterfall or i want to go four-wheeling with my cousin ian and i just go and do that or because i work for at work in aviation is like i want to go have lunch with josh in toronto and i just take the first flight out to toronto which by the way josh is actually a real thing that can happen so if you want to have lunch in the next coming days we can totally make this happen <laughs> i feel like now is you don't want to fly <laughs> but yeah. it's oh. uh definitely a thing that i want to do in the future that'd be great I feel yeah. like we should make more of it than lunch, though. Yeah, well, we can make like a solid day or weekend out of it for sure. I mean, I got f- four days off. It's like, and I it, to fill four days off, I've been realizing it's a real tricky thing to do. Like, I day one, like I'll clean my apartment. If I don't need to do groceries and I won't, then like, but then you have like a Tuesday off and everyone's working. Like, what do you do with your day? That's uh, a lot of time. It's a weird schedule to be four on, four off rotating like that. Yeah. But it, it, it does make for his moments. Like, that's like, it's kind of like, I wish the world was more open right now. So then, like, because with the four on, four yeah. off, there's nothing stopping me from being like, I want to go to England for two days. True. I'll go have a pint of Guinness in Ireland and then come right back. <laughs> yeah, four days is good mm. well, for that sort of stuff. But yeah. man, I wish I had four days off. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good gig. Yeah. So so Josh is also like a super computer genius. Um I like to describe him as he's Neo before he gets plugged into the Matrix. Nice. Um in any superhero movie, he's gonna be the guy in the chair. He just knows how to do things. Like, um, Josh, has there ever been a scenario where you're on a radio or a microphone and you get to go, All right, guys, I'm in. And then like you just carry on with the fucking mission. Yeah, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends who actually like break into stuff for a living, and that's like legitimately. Um, and I'm on like the other side of the house, which is like catching guys who break in. So that's 
mostly what I do. That's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. I do envy the the guys who are doing the offensive stuff because they get to do like really cool stuff. Like they'll do. Um, and you guys might giggle at this. It's called penetration testing. Um, is the the industry term, which yeah, most people are like, "What? Are you serious?" Um, but uh, they do. They even do like physical stuff. So they'll go up, go and like try and break into buildings and like bank buildings and army bases and that's cool i've heard of that line of work it's interesting but uh go ahead uh, josh invited me to a uh uh, what is it called it's like hackers edmonton or something what is it uh yegsec is what we call it so everyone is like into like the security system of like they're I guess calling them hackers is an inaccurate term because they're like the heroes behind that because like they're all on the security side of things. Right. No, hacking is a, it's an endearing term. It's just gotten a bad rap because of the, the yeah. media. But, but some of these guys are characters. There are some interesting people in Josh's field. And then like the moment you like, like I have the burden of having no knowledge on this subject. So I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to relate. Oh, just like in the movie Swordfish. Swordfish is an accurate thing of what we do. In fact, that is a stupid movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Here I am trying to relate. For fuck's sake. Like, like here's an olive branch, man. Like I'm just trying to dumb it down so I can understand. So the reason, actually the reason that I called Tom over is because we got, um, it's like a 24 liter keg um from situation brewing uh, yeah. just off white and and like we like basically there was only like five of us left and like we needed to finish this thing so i just called tom and like hey dude you need to come over because we need to finish this keg and uh, i think we ended up finishing it like on my patio at my yeah. condo but that's funny um yeah it's good times yeah. i wish like we could do stuff like that still i think there's like a lot of stuff like that in toronto but it's like so dead now yeah that makes of, sense. and like nobody like we actually with that meetup back home or well, back in edmonton we were doing zoom stuff for a while but everybody's so burnt out from like just being on zoom all day for their job that they don't want to do it so yeah that's yeah. tough for sure who wants to be on a zoom call am i right guys <laughs> thanks for providing well, this, this recording zoom while we're on the subject of tech, how does it make you feel inside when I refer to Thomas as my tech guy? It makes me laugh. <laughs> Borderline insulting, but, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but he, uh, I don't know, man. Like it's it's it, it's pretty accessible now. Like all this different technology. That's why I'm like, I'm stoked he's doing it. So I never, sure. I never, I've never been like hey thomas you don't know about no you don't know if not, yeah. enough about computers to do a podcast yeah definitely. But, um, but yeah the tech is it's freaking awesome now because you can anybody can make like it's kind of a double-edged sword because literally anybody can make a podcast so it, everybody and their mother has a podcast but um but yes, yeah i think do. it's i think it's funny when you when you refer to thomas as your tech guy so. for sure yeah being someone from the tech field you're like He's pretty good. He's doing what he can. He's my tech guy because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I know some things. I've navigated computers since like 15, so I can do shit. But I'm not like you know. Sean, the amount of help that I've been given with the whole like the editing, the shows, and like all that, like like Josh has does has done so much more than 
just like the theme songs. I'm like, hey man, so I'm using this. Like, you know, like if I have a question about Garage Man, he's just like, oh yeah, you can just like do that, that, and the next thing. I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> or <laughs> just like all that kind of stuff. Like he's been super helpful, at least at the beginning. And then like I, Josh was part of our beta audience when we did the like that, like let's try one and yeah. then see what happens. For sure. And uh, yeah, it, I do think our podcast has gone like full circle, like uh, a complete 180 since like what we first did of of the podcast, like the trial run to where sure. we are now. I've been meaning but, to go back and listen to the first couple again, just to like hear where we were as opposed to where we're at. I'm scared to. I barely listen to the podcast we do. Like I hear it when <laughs> we, I hear it when we edit it, and then I just put our my phone on mute and play it so we get the listens. <laughs> don't say that you're gonna get banned or something from <laughs> from no uh, like, try and shut podcast. me down spotify <laughs> technically i was thinking about this josh is our first guest ever because he was the only other voice on the podcast for a long time before we had any other guests you know what i mean yeah i, I i'll give him points for that like yeah credit where credit's due right I mean, and he also does like the narrating thing of the outro for for, at the end of our episode. That's like, I I, like, there's some stuff that I have stolen from other podcasts, and I I wanted Josh to do it for one. He knows how to do it. So that was like, that was a big selling point on why I asked Josh. (laughs) Two is, um, he knows how to make it good. Like, 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 so I know, like, like one thing I always know with Josh is if you ask him for literally anything in life, you're going to get something good out of Josh. There's, I've never once someone like, Hey man, can you hand me the salt? And he just goes, fuck you, get it yourself. Like he's always giving you the best effort, That's which awesome. is what I always appreciate about him. And like, and like, he's always so on board for like whatever dumb idea you have. He goes like, that sounds like fun. I want in on that. Like that. All right. It, cool so like in a weird say way, this to the like, name josh's are always solid yeah uh, and it's great to have him because like he's been so supportive and like he gave us a theme song out of nowhere him and mark put together that jingle for our emails like yeah it's it's so great to have it, it, like that kind of like that level of support because in a way he wants it to be as successful as like we do for and sure. also He's helping us give like the tools to make it like a real fucking show. Oh, for sure. It like legitimizes things so much more having the intro outro and now the email jingle as well. Right. Yeah. Coming up, being a guest on our podcast is awesome because you just come on and get your tires pumped. That's like one of the big things about what we do. Yeah. Just come here, get like, you know, verbally like pump your tires and be like, and here's another reason why you're so great, Joshua. And just like, <laughs> and welcome. He's really handsome show. too, you know. Yeah. Just noticed. Oh fuck! You should have seen him singing the Brutopia that one night. You would have been swooning. Yeah, it would have been bad. I probably would have taken my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, now that I have the speaking of Josh being good looking, uh, years ago, uh, I took him and Marty to go like party hopping. And I took him to this, like this girl's house where like, it was a bunch of girls. I don't know. I, don't, I think we had to leave because like, we had to go to the next party. But like, after I took them, the girl that I knew at that party was just like, 
where do all the hot guys go? And I'm really happy that she texted me that because it means that I'm not included where the hot guys were. Um, <laughs> so like she just wanted to know, like, like I brought Josh and Marty and like, look at these fucking tasty dishes. And then I'm like, all right, well, we got to <laughs> move on to the next thing. And like, why'd you take the handsome guys away? I'm like, well, fuck, can you at least include me in that a little bit? No, all right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you should have just assumed it included you. <laughs> I should have. Because, like, you're taking yourself away, too. So Yeah. No. She's very clear that you guys could have stayed. I, sh- I could have left. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's tons of times where, like, I introduce, like, Josh to, like, girls I know, and he's just successful. This doesn't happen anymore, Brittany. If you're listening, that that stopped years ago after he met you. <laughs> Stand-up guy that Joshua Reynolds. Funny. Yeah, musicians always have that allure. But he, he takes so many boxes because it's not just a musician. He's this brilliant guy. He's That's true too. And he's got like the best head on his shoulders. Like he's one of I'm talking about him like he's not fucking here. But like Josh, you're like the guy I go to. Like, I fucking need adult advice. And I go to the guy that's a year my fucking junior, going, Hey man, uh how do I go about living? Uh real quick. <laughs> but yeah, no, Josh is the best. Oh man, it goes it's bi-directional. We uh definitely have times where or have had times where you've helped me immensely so it's not pretty always... good at lifting a barbecue when you need it that's right that's what's yeah up. we put, we built stuff together we've yeah. uh done many things together there was um there's a funny time where i was away on a trip for work and tom uh took Brittany out on our anniversary huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> um he was my stand-in yeah that's beautiful for, for yeah. the night so tom was, was always a solid that was really solid. fun actually because it was a good way for me to get to know britney and stuff and like britney's a big reason why i'm so into like harry potter but it, it was mostly like it was a good way to get to know her because she liked like harry potter and she started it by going like well tom really likes buffy so i don't watch buffy and then like i got into an argument with her over harry potter she was like you don't have a leg to stand on you've never read the books i'm like all right, listen here, bitch. I'll be right back. And I read all <laughs> seven of them. And I came back to her and I'm like, all right, Brittany, my point still stands because if you look at book five, it specifically says. <laughs> so, no, but Brittany's good people. She's one of the top notch. And I, I tell her this all the time. She's literally the smartest person I know. Yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah. Yeah, she's... She's way smarter than me. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. And like Josh is no fucking dud either. Like, fuck. It's like their kids, they're going to be the next prime ministers. <laughs> well, based on our current prime minister, I don't know if smarts is the top uh, oh. <laughs> like, like uh, toral category, but I'm yeah. Just well, or at least someone important. I don't know. People don't even listen to people in white coats anymore. I don't know. Hard world to decipher. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Like we're gonna be like idiocracy in like 30 years. Oh, we're gonna be like, a wrestler man. for a uh, for a president, and uh, we're all drinking like what is it like some co- or uh, Kool Aid or something? It was like <laughs> energy drink instead of water again. I feel yeah. like that's an optimistic outlook 
so that's good. I mean, I'm okay <laughs> if it's The Rock. The Rock can do no wrong as, as far as I'm concerned. I think he'd make a great president. Wow, Thomas. <laughs> I think Arnold did an okay uh, job in California. For sure. Yeah. I and do like how he always said that I'm going to pump you up to all the cities. Yeah. There's like quotes <laughs> of him doing that. San Diego, I'm going to pump you up. Good stuff. Yeah. And then, like, was uh, Jesse the Body Ventura a bad governor of Minnesota? I don't think so. I, I think he was fine. I don't hear bad things. He kept his job for as long as he was tenured, right? That's true, yeah. So You make a valid point. Wrestlers transition well into politics. Yes. Although Arnie wasn't a wrestler, just a bodybuilder. He is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, though. Is he? Yes, he is. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it for sure. He's in the celebrity wing alongside Donald Trump and Drew Carey. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's weird that I do. A little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on, man. This was like nice and a little embarrassing, but hey, I love it. Um, I miss you. I'm glad that we can make time to have you on here. And it was nice, like the, your insights to me helped Sean get to know me a little bit better, which is like the point of having buddies on. For sure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's great to put a face um, to you finally after all these episodes of hearing your beautiful voice in our intro, outro, and email. It's fun. Yeah, thanks. I did Mark's voice on the, out, uh, on the uh, email, though, just for the record. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, Mark. That's why, I don't know, that's why I put it under uh, Kevin and the McAllisters, because it's like... Mark helps with everything too. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This was uh this was awesome. It's always a pleasure talking to you and awesome meeting you, Sean. So yeah, it was nice meeting you too, man. So uh Josh, you're familiar with how we wrap up our show, right? I think so. I was thinking cool. about this. I'm like, I better not screw this up. I'm sure you <laughs> do just fine. If not, we'll take another take at it and edit it, and no one will be the wiser. True that. So this has been two sides of the story this week. I'm Tom Sides. This has been one side of the story. I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. And this is Josh, and this has been another side of the story. Wonderfully executed, buddy. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.